excellent. Hey, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, I was think fun. this is. I really, I really do think that there is something buried in here. Um, you <laughs> know, so with funny. with what? No, at least the, at least what they do. What you got? I gotta take these headphones off. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, I, hey, I'm, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. Like, I know I know there is uh, some curious verses which which are you know worthy of speculation. What I don't know about is making a connection to Genesis chapter fourteen. I don't think it. I don't think there is a connection there. It uh, you know. Well, there's definitely a connection. Whether it's the connection that people have come to, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, Christianity, rabbinic literature, that's a whole other issue. Mm. But whenever you have a, a word uh, or a phrase Melchizedek, yeah. and it's only mentioned twice, it's logical to associate the two and to say, uh, "Look, I'm not saying this proves that the person in Psalm 110." is a divine figure that's the archangel Michael or a born of a virgin. I'm not, I'm not saying any of that. But it is very, very easy to see how someone does this. Now, the, the other thing, by the way, Psalm 110, you go, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right mm-hmm. hand. So you go, okay, Jehovah's on the left, my Lord is on the right. But when you get, and this is why the rabbis and the people in Qumran and the Christians got lost in this, Mm. is because when you get to like verse 5, it's Jehovah's now on the right. That gets into this whole mixing when a prophet speaks first person and, you know, there's there's some funky stuff going on here. And I, I I don't believe in the mystical mumbo jumbo that they come up with. But but what I do see is that I think I think that they are at least, especially as you get into Hashmonean and mm. the king and the priest are, are functioning as one. The Zechariah six that I just touched mm. on, they use these texts to suggest that there is a merging of the lines. Yeah, and, I, and we you know, I, and again, I, I'm not saying it should be merged or that it's legitimate, uh, but. It's it's definitely there for someone who's as, looking. For as it. a result of Melchizedek, is is what I'm wondering. Is it you know? Is there? Are, are you suggesting that there is an order of Melchizedek? I'm saying that it's not that easy. In you, you are a. Let me open it up because the the Hebrew. The reason that it's that it's translated so differently. And these ancient rabbis in Qumran, they're looking at this and they're going, they're not looking at this going, there's no way this is talking about Genesis 14. They see that there is a connection. Let me look at it real oh, quick. Oh, and by the way, four. by the way, I, I would not rule out, by the way, I wouldn't rule out that that it is talking about uh, Melchizedek and that it's talking about uh, Genesis 14. I, I, I mean, I we didn't get into that on this recording, but but we but we will in uh, uh, next week because I, I I absolutely would not rule that out. What I would rule out is that there is an order of Melchizedek and that that and that somehow. Well, I, I yeah, I think that's the English word that people get hung up on. But but whether you say order, even if you say according to my word, let's just if you read hmm. it very clearly. Yeah. Jehovah has sworn, Nishba Jehovah velo yinadhim, but uh, and not won't relent. Mm-hmm. You are a priest forever. Mm-hmm. Now the next phrase. So whoever he's talking to, he he says the Lord has sworn. So Jehovah is swearing and will not take it back. 
He's addressing someone. Mm-hmm. The question is, who is he addressing? Yeah. He says, you are a priest forever, according to my word, Malkitzedek. Yeah. All right. So yep. that's the question. And, 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 I, and I would be happy that? for that. I would be happy for that translation. And in that case, according to that translation, then this chapter would be uh, about Abraham or Abram as it was. Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Oh so in other God. words. Where'd you get that? So in other words, the, the <laughs> Lord said to my Lord, so my Lord would be Abraham. And, uh, and, and we are... Uh, citing chapter fourteen of Genesis because because of the uh, word that yeah, was that's, spoken. That's what Rashi says. Yeah, does he? Rashi says that. Does he? Okay. All right. According to the word that was spoken by Melchizedek uh, as a priest of the, of the of God Most High. Can you hear me brushing my teeth? Is that aggravating? <laughs> <laughs> you and your toothbrush. <laughs> um, so I, I would absolutely go there with you. No problem. That's uh, I have no problem with that at all. I think that's a I think that's a fair um, speculation because the other reason why, by the way, uh, if you look at the tone of the of the chapter <laughs> and then you compare it with the actual narrative, uh, it it fits very well. It could be. It could be. No, no, no. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. In fact, I'm familiar with that idea um, where because it, contextually it does. First of all, if if you say, look, there are only two places this is talked. Malkitzedek is only mentioned here. It's only mm-hmm. mentioned in Genesis 14. So let's look at Genesis 14 and see the context. Well, the mm-hmm. context is that there is this priesthood. Now, yep. no, no, remember- no, 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 no. You just made, no, 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 no. There is, no, the context is not that there's a priesthood. <laughs> what? Wait a no, minute. no, 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 wait a minute. You're, you're thinking, you're talking to me like I'm trying to prove Hebrews 7. I'm not. Don't, don't overreact to no, that. No, no, I'm not. Listen, I'm I, I didn't, I'm not even taking into consideration Hebrews 7, but. What, what is, Malkitzedek is a priest for El Elyon, is yes, he not? Yes, he is. So, by me saying priesthood, uh, maybe that's the wrong way because okay, that's no. what set you off. No, 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 no. If, if, you, if you're asserting, if you're asserting that, um, uh, that Melchizedek is a priest of El Elyon is a dynastic uh, appointment, then, you know, never Melchizedek's son will also be a priest of El Elyon. Um, that, that's, that's quite, that's what you're suggesting, is it? Or? Oh, I didn't say anything about dynastic. I didn't say anything about a priesthood. No, you did. You mentioned the word priesthood. Okay, John. But I, okay, so I just said about five or ten minutes ago, take the word priesthood out. Okay. I was agreeing with you that Genesis 14 and Psalm 110 can be connected contextually because there is a, I I should have said priesthood because you're hung up on that. I meant to say there is a priest. There is the word uh, yep. Malkitzedek yes. is repeated. So I didn't mean to say priesthood. So okay. get that out of your head. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. No, but I agree I'm with right. you then. I agree with you. Yeah. So uh, that's absolutely fair. Priest and Melchizedek, uh, that, that, that's fair. I, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. I can see that that's a fair <laughs> connection to be made. And like I said, I would be very willing to go uh, to to make that connection uh, to to. Um, but in doing so, you see that the my decree would be in in reference to the words that were spoken to uh, to Abram by Melchizedek. Yeah, yeah I'm fine with that. as a yeah, priest of Elyon. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and again, so we. Is, yeah. What I don't want to do yeah. is get too much into the priesthood this early because. What I'm finding is there are some very interesting discrepancies uh, that 
are maybe not discrepancies, but difficulties in the text. Sure. I, I don't want to side trail us too far into the priesthood, no. but I, I'm with you. Like I'm telling you, I think that Hebrews 7 and this heavenly milk, ascetic, I don't buy any of that. Mm, I don't, yeah. I don't think that Psalm 110 is, but poetically you do have uh, one sitting on the right hand of the Lord and you know, you've got all that kind of stuff. But I don't think you have to go as far as the Qumran group did or whoever wrote Hebrews. Hmm. I think you're probably right, I guess. I think this probably is, uh, like Rashi and like you're saying, is it's pointing to Abraham and that narrative. Yeah, well, I, yeah. so I would suggest, and I, and I have uh, in the past, that there's two, two readings of this. One is the way that uh, the JPS here depicts it, which is perfectly fair. Um, and the other is that it is a, a sort of a, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe a poetic reference to uh, Genesis chapter 14, in which case the word that was spoken would be that which he spoke to Abraham. Therefore, uh, my Lord would be David referring to Abraham as, as my Lord. But using that as a as some sort of precedent to to then um, show how this is uh, represented in uh, David's sons or David dancing in an effort or, or whatever it is, yes, they're they're curious verses and they're interesting. But like I said, I don't think that it it has anything to do with Melchizedek. That's not that wasn't my intent. My intent is to show that there is a connection here. You know, when whenever we we talk about the monarchy, mm. a big part of the monarchy are those exceptions, are those passages which people don't want to touch because they're very strict. They here's here's the common understanding. Yeah. The king, the kingdom, the monarchy is dynastic. It's only Judah. Well, okay. Now, let if we really go that strict, then we've already blown it out the gate. Exactly. We already know that Genesis 49 talked about a scepter and God's first choice is from somebody from Benjamin. Yeah. Okay? Uh, yeah, but, but, it, but, the, if, but the question becomes, is that scepter retrospective uh, once once Judah has become the dominant? And they go, oh, well, obviously that's what it meant by, you know, there will be a scepter da, 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 in the blessing of Jacob to Judah. That may well be – because I don't believe that, that, Judah, uh, that Jacob blessed – Judah and then all the other, uh, you know, the other brothers went, oh, well, obviously that means you're going to be the king and, you know, kings will come from you. And uh, I, I don't know if it was that obvious so, then. So but let me so, ask you, yeah. Yeah. So what about the priesthood? What about Samuel? Samuel functions as a priest. What tribe is he from? Right. Well, I don't know that we have that explicitly in the text. There's an understanding that he's a, <laughs> that he's a Levite, but then there's also, uh-huh. there's also a mention of Ephrati, is it? Is it? Or? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, in First Chronicles. So, so the interesting thing is, though, and and this is the kind of stuff. But if if our response is, no, it's got to be the way everybody understands it. It's got to be this way. That can't be it. If we if we approach this this whole topic of the monarchy hmm. and the priesthood, that uh, that it's very cut and dried. I, I want to introduce some things that are a little bit more complex, and I think yeah. you would too, yeah. that say, well, let, let's look at this. So if if we say, for instance, David has an ephod, yep. David uh, you know, functions in a certain way. If the answer is no, he doesn't, or if the answer is, well, I don't know what that is, but it can't be any way him officiating as a priest— 
there's no way to tie that there's, in. There's a third option, though, I, isn't I there? I mean, the just, third option is that he is officiating as a as a priest, but can he? Is that right that he is doing that? That's my question. That and that's why I want to get into that. Yeah. So the the let me just try to make. I, I might just not be making myself clear. And and this is what I don't want to do is to be vague, because what, what I want to introduce is these people who officiate in this way, mm. are they finding? We know, I think we know that the Hashmoneans are finding justification in the text. I think the Qumran group is finding justification. I think the early Christians are finding. Now, is that right? Whole nother question. Ah, okay. But now I don't I don't think I made that clear, but but my point is it's not that it is the way these things should be read that Psalm ah, 110 is so that's the that's about. your okay so if I understand what he's saying is that the connection with Melchizedek is not that there's actually a uh, a legal precedent for them to be able to act this way, but rather that there's been enough speculation in regards to the, the this mysterious Melchizedek that they feel that they have uh, liberty, if you like, perhaps to for for a king to also act as a priest. Um, I, and now here here's what I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. What I do know is we know that there are kings which supposedly know the Torah. Hmm. Men after God's own heart who do things who in uh, it by a, a priestly a precedent from the Torah would be out of line for them, out of the rules, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have kings in and I keep saying the Hashmoneans because that's a big part of what happens. These people are justifying it in some way. Qumran, New Testament. My my question is, and I want to kind of build this up. Are they are they making these connections? Like I tr- I don't think yeah, I right. said, but maybe I did. Maybe I made too much of a point of this. But most ancient authorities and even anyone who would look at this text, no matter what they do with it, try to make this plain. They they are connecting uh, Genesis fourteen and Psalm one ten. Yeah. Now, what do you do with that? I don't know. I do know what the people in the Qumran community do, uh-huh. and I I think the people who wrote Hebrews did something strange too. What what the truth of the matter is, we have to kind of dig in and find out. But I wonder, though, I really wonder if we I don't know that there's a text in uh, the period of the Hashmoneans where they said, I'm right. after the order. Yeah, I don't know that there, there it is. But uh, yeah, and I, I would be inclined to like I totally I see what you're saying about the uh, the, the Dead Sea scrolls and also obviously in, in Christianity and in, in the book of Hebrews, these are connections that they have made. How is it a connection that was made by um, the Hashmoneans? Uh, I I don't know because really, the, I mean, we know that they were uh, Kohanim and ev- evidently they were the only ones that stood up uh, against uh, what was going on and as a result ended up leading a rebellion and as a result of that ended up winning and therefore <laughs> seemed to be uh, just by default became the leaders and and took advantage of uh, of, of that uh, authority, I suppose, and and uh, and slipped into the role of of kings, which I, in my opinion, should not have been done. But and I would cite you know first what is it, Second Samuel chapter seven um, to support that. But 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 certainly going back to David's sons, 
I don't know that David's sons would. I mean, I don't think they'd be looking at a, a Psalm of David and and um, and going, oh well, we can connect this to Melchizedek in in Genesis four. I, I, I just I don't I really don't believe that there's yeah, a connection being and made I, by I don't them. think I said. I hope I didn't say it just like that either. But but just as a question, Second Samuel eight eighteen is a very interesting text. Now now what we we've done in the past, a lot of people do this. They go, oh those Christians do so much damage to the text, and they lie. The rabbis extrapolate and and add to and all that. Mm. But the point of the matter is, it it says that. Now what does it mean? Um, it's interesting that that word is used there. I'm not suggesting necessarily that David's sons, Absalom and all those guys Mm. were like, yeah, you know, we're priests as well. But there is, and that's that's not the only text we we would have to get in. When we get into the life of David, we can certainly ask those questions Mm. and say, Mm. how does, now Saul, on the other hand, gets in real trouble for what he does. He doesn't wait on the priest, who's also a prophet. Mm -hmm. He jumps in and, and does his thing and uh, gets in trouble because he didn't wait on the priest. But David seems to get a little bit more leeway. I, I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I that I don't know enough about the priesthood yet because I thought I did until I got into that study not too long ago. I think that there's a lot more to it though, especially when you incorporate Deuteronomy and you contrast that with the priestly literature. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so okay, no, but I, I agree with you in that there are certainly uh, questions to be asked uh, in regards to certain conduct uh, by David and his sons. There's, absolutely, there's questions to be asked um, because there seems to be a, a crossing over, which is really, really interesting. So, listen, here's, here's a hey, thought. No, yeah, I, yeah I, I was just going to say, I really do like this, and I think it's going to be great shows when we interact like this and say, hey, well, hold on just a second. Yeah, it's Let's, fun, yeah. I want to make people think. Yeah. So listen, here's an idea, and and this is totally up to you. What if I was to, uh, I'll, I'll edit up the the program on on Monday and, and all that. But what if I was to edit up this conversation, the the post uh, uh, conversation that we just had, to, yeah. to because it's very clarifying. I think it's really clarifying. Okay. And what I'll do is I'll shoot it to you, and if you want to have a listen to it, and then you can tell me whether or not it's worth uh, publishing as a uh, a, a part B of outtake, episode, sort of an outtake. Yeah, outtake yeah. Of, of episode two. Mm-hmm.